welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to your favorite movie podcast about a couple who watch some scary movies and break them down for you. This is uh, Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death. I am Cindy. And I'm Josh. Hello. And welcome to the Frighteners this edition. M- <laughs> this month, we're talking about ghosts again. Uh <laughs> Ghosts in one-word titles. We've done The Fog, The Innocence. What am I missing? House. The House. No, it's not House. It's not The House. It, it's oh, just so house. just House. Oh, that one's house. even shorter than two. Okay, this week, The Frighteners from the 90s. Is this like with Kevin Bacon? No, we, we watched the Kevin Bacon Ghost is movie. This? Remember Stir of Echoes? Yeah. Is this oh, Michael J. Fox? It sure is. It sure is. Is there something about wallpaper in this movie? We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, things are coming uh, back to me. The 90s were a weird time, yeah. Uh, this movie was released July 19th, 1996. <laughs> okay. What was going on in your world in 1996? I was six, 16. I would have been 17 that year. Um, I was living my dream. I had a steady boyfriend, and probably the most stable of my life was during that time. I had about... Maybe 18 months of real kind of normal shit before it all went to shit. Yeah, I think it was eighth or ninth grade. Okay. Maybe. Uh, living that life in Peyton City in West Junior, Virginia. Yeah. Chasing that neon rainbow. Woo. Living that honky tonk dream. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alan Jackson, baby. Uh, the world of 1996 was bananas because I didn't. I remember all the events I'm about to point out to you real fast. Yeah. Let's see. And Okay, go. It's wild. It's wild. Um, the Nintendo 64 was released in 1996. <laughs> so of course, you that's your lead off. And Dolly the Sheep was cloned. Oh, that was not do, do that me- poor thing. Remember when they were like, we cloned oh, a sheep, motherfucker. That poor sheep was not well. And then everyone was like, we need to make sure they can't clone humans. Yeah. Well, it's been quite a few years, and we don't do that. Although Barbara Streisand did clone her dog, so uh, there's that. The Olympics were held in Atlanta, which one of the most important moments in Olympics history happened there. What is the famous moment in Olympic history that happened there? Kurt Angle won a gold medal for wrestling with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> I knew it would come back to wrestling. Uh, that's also the year that Clinton won his second term over Dole. And uh, that's the year that they found a dead Jean Benet Ramsey. Oh my God! They still don't have that solved. So I mean, I have it solved, but like not officially. That's a later podcast. It was for sure the brother, but anyway, continue. Well, people that were born that year. <laughs> okay. Oh, that this is about to make me feel so old. Go ahead. Uh, it's a lot of shit that your son loves. Uh, so Florence Pugh, star of Mid Midsummer, Anya Taylor Joy. Tom Holland. Who, wait, who was that? Andy Taylor-Joy. Who's She's that? in The Witch. Okay. Uh, Tom Holland, current Spider-Man. Oh, God. Current Mary Jane, Zendaya, okay. who also stars in the show that every teenager is watching and Euphoria. wishing was their high school experience, which is mad fucked up because the high school experience on that show is terrible. You um, sound like our parents complaining about my so-called life or 90210. Just saying. Uh, and it is what it is. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Yeah. People that we lost that year, other than JonBenet Ramsey. Like, th- I'm just thinking, I'm just sitting here, like, pregnant teenagers at my high school 
their kid would is their child is now old enough to play bat to play spider-man <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, is, time marches on yeah okay yeah how many more country songs can i cram in this episode <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, people that we lost that year gene kelly george burns ella fitzgerald I and george burns. Uh, papa science carl sagan i love oh i love george burns yeah uh, so let's talk real fast about who made this thing. Who made it? Uh, this movie is co-written and directed by Peter Jackson. Okay, from who, Lord of the Rings fame. Yes, is an Oscar-winning director. Yes, he is. Lord of the Rings. He also made those not-as-good Hobbit movies. We don't talk about that. Um, he made Heavenly Creatures. He made, uh, I don't know, a movie we're probably going to watch in a few months called... The Dead, Frighteners? Dead Alive. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. Keep your eyes open for me having Cindy watch my favorite Peter Jackson movie. Okay. Uh, the, it is co-written by his wife and writing partner, Fran Walsh, who co-wrote Dead Alive, Heavenly Creatures, Lord of the Rings films, and I forgot to mention of both of them, King Kong. King Kong. the King Kong. Kong remake they did? Yeah. Didn't it have a... No, that was Godzilla. Had Matthew I, Broderick in it. Thought I would Jack hate, Black had the King I Kong. I thought I would hate the, the King Kong movie they did. I did not. Okay, what did it's you It's not as good as the original, but not a bad movie. All right. Uh, this movie is executive produced. You know, it's a big name when I name check the executive producer. Yeah. Robert Zemeckis, who did the Back to the Future movies, Forrest Gump, and more importantly, used cars with Kurt Russell. Cool. Uh, the composer of this film is Danny Elfman. Okay, of, another famous name. Of Oingo Boingo. <laughs> um, he also composed The Forbidden Zone, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, Batman, Nightbreed, Darkman, Edward Scissorhands, Dang. Nightmare Before Christmas, Men in Black, and Before I Wake. So there you go. There you go. That is that's quite who, the uh, resume. That's who made this thing. Okay. Now who's in this fucker? Who is? Uh, you did call it correctly. This is the last leading role from Michael J. Fox. Okay. Michael J. Fox... During the course of this movie, was like, guys, I'm sick. No, it wasn't even that. It was before he got sick. He was like, I just want to be home with my family. I don't want to do this yeah. anymore. So that's why he went to TV where he's like, I could just stay in LA and be around my family all the time. And this was the last like real big movie role for Michael J. Fox is this movie. Okay. For like all the right reasons. He's yeah. like, I don't need to he do this. He gave it up. I don't blame him. I just want to spend time with my family. Good on him. Um, he plays Frank Bannister, obviously Back to the Future. Spin City, uh, Teen Wolf, Family Ties, Casualties of War, which is one of the top five most fucked up movies about the Vietnam War. Yep. Uh, there you go. Trini Alvarado plays Lucy. She's in the 1994 Little Women movie. Yeah. Um, she's in... With Winona Ryder. She's or, in The yeah. Babe, which is one of the most insane movies ever. Have you ever seen The Babe? Is that a ba- is that the John Goodman yes. Babe Ruth? Of course, where I've seen that movie. John Goodman plays a fourteen year old Babe Ruth who's leaving the <laughs> orphanage, and he's yeah. like, "See you later, father." <laughs> yeah, and like waves goodbye to go be like, and um, they're like, "You're a thirty year old John Goodman." Yeah, uh, she's also in a movie that I am going to find and let you watch at some point called Times Square, which is not horror, but it's fucking right up your alley. You're gonna All love right. it. So John Aston plays the judge. He was Gomez Adams on the Adams Family. Okay. And we have Jeffrey Combs, who's Milton Demers. He is in Reanimator and Bride of Reanimator. Okay. Then that like, would that's definitely a face I'll be like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Uh, we've got D. Wallace, 
as Patricia Bradley. She's the mom in E.T., the mom in Cujo. She's in The Howling. She's the mom in Critters. She's horror mom. Right? <laughs> and you're like, in the 80s, they're like, we need a mom to be in this scary movie. Let's get Dee Wallace. And she showed up. We have Arlie Ermey, who was in Full Metal Jacket in 7. And if you would keep an eye out for Melanie Linsky, who plays a deputy. Um, she was in Heavenly Creatures, Togetherness, Up in the Air. Okay. Yellow Jackets, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. She had just come off of Heavenly Creatures with Peter Jackson, and he threw in a little cameo. So there you there go. There I am. So where can we watch this uh, this movie? Have you checked? Have you taken a look to see where our listeners can watch it? Um, you we know to, that it's probably available for a fee on Amazon you're Prime have to rent or this one. Apple TV. You're gonna have to rent this one, and there are two different cuts. So there is a like a traditional mm. studio cut, and then which is an hour and fifty minutes. Okay, and what are we watching? We're watching the director's cut, which is two hours. Of and course, like minutes. Fine. What? Okay, this is the part of the podcast where Josh <laughs> shows me a poster of the film and i try to tell you what it's going to be about sometimes i get it right most of the times i get it wrong what is this film about okay i remember this from this year hanging up on the wall of the morristown mall across from the arby's where everybody worked i'm going to say this is a movie about a ghost house a ghost house a go- like you know what i mean like one of those you have to l- spend the night in this house for 24 hours in order to like get something that's what i think this movie is going to be about like a haunted house okay like a haunted house like a night of the demon sort of situation yes like we're here and we got to stay here till morning right okay that's right that's what this movie is about all right that's a good guess um i'm gonna go out on a limb the poster is literally just a scary face like pushing against a curtain but yeah i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that mm. this movie this movie is going to be your favorite movie of the month okay your only complaint is this movie is not an hour and a half long. Yeah, that is already like it's I, already a problem. I feel like it's already a problem. Out of house, the fog, uh, the innocence, this, and what we'll be doing for the end of the month. This <laughs> is definitely going to be the movie that you're like, yeah, this was my jam. Okay. So I'm, uh, yeah. Okay, then let's do this. I'm excited. I'm actually legitimately excited to watch this movie with you. All right. Well, join us, won't you? Mind the doors. There has been a destructive force unleashed on this town such as I have never seen. Oh my god, I don't believe this is not happening! We have got a poltergeist! Okay, well, folks, I can do a clearance, but it's not gonna be cheap. Although I do offer a six-month guarantee. That fellow takes us totally for granted. Hey, Stuart, interact, huh? Frank Bannister had a remarkable ability. Psychic investigator? To communicate with the dead. You, you could see spirits? Emanations are normally confined to the cemetery. You cannot push spirits around! Although they do escape. And an uncanny knack. We're gonna scare the living daylights out of your parents. For making a profit off the living. We're supposed to be his business partners. Everyone says that you're a fraud, but I've seen what you can do. Give it up, Frank. Death ain't no way to make a living. But now... 
Some things put the fear of death in the living. What is happening to me? And sent the dead yes! running for their lives. I've seen a figure in a cape. That was the soul collector. When your number's up, that's it. Frank, we got problems. All these murders that have been going on in Fairwater, they're gonna pin them on you. From Universal Pictures and Robert Zemeckis. You're next, pal. And acclaimed director, Peter Jackson. We don't stop till the screaming starts, okay? The Frighteners. This movie was crazy. This was a crazy movie, Josh. This was crazy. I can definitely see why it didn't do well. Not because it wasn't a good movie, but like, how do you market that movie? Was it a horror movie? Was it a comedy? Was it a romance? Like, what? What was that? It's a com. It's a horror comedy. What was? So. What was that? What did we just watch? It's a horror comedy. Yeah. Well, I'll do the welcome back from watching The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Oh, they know what they're listening to. <laughs> At this point, they know. Yeah, are you in? Did you watch it? Did you enjoy that the was shit wild. Out of I it? definitely remember the posters and just kind of being like, "Oh, but like the posters were the scariest part of that movie." Yeah, the, you see the poster and you're like, "That movie's gonna be fucking terrifying." And then you watch it and you're like, "I just had one of the most fun movie watching experiences <laughs> of the year." Well, even watching this, the opening when the like when you see the rug you know wallpaper mm-hmm. thing uh i mean even that was like oh that's that's scary and that's it the cold open and then it doesn't happen anymore i uh i just remember uh, we watched that right and yeah the opening with like the ghost that's moving through things and like the wallpaper mm-hmm. and the carpet and is trying to get d wallace and the grim reaper looking thing and when it grabs her and then the mom comes <laughs> out and shoots it in the head you looked at me and you were like the fuck is this movie does it look like Catherine tate's great that is Catherine tate is this new character nan and it looked like nan and i was like what on earth is this like it's this horrible caricature of this old lady who then goes on to have dracula's you know ass ass hair from bram stoker's dracula yeah. i wanted to be like this movie is uh comedy perfection cindy this movie is comedy <laughs> it was wild perfection. it was a ride um I, you mentioned like how did this movie get made? This movie was written as a treatment for a treatment for a Tales uh, from the Crypt movie. Okay, <laughs> like so the producers that they turned into a full length feature. Well, film. it was like they were doing. There were two full length Tales from the Crypt movies. Okay, so there's um, Demon gonna... Knight, okay, and Bordello of Blood with Dennis Miller, right? And this was going to be the third one, and. Once they got the script and read it, they were like, why don't we just, this movie is pretty good. Why don't we just do it separate from okay. the Tales from the Crypt thing? Because that has like a whole cachet attached to it. Okay. Um, probably should have kept the yeah, Tales from the Crypt probably would have been a lot more successful. Um, it, it probably would have helped with the money. And also, this movie was released in summer. Mm-hmm. Like, P- uh, Peter Jackson and Robert Zemeckis told the studio, they're like, can we release this in October? Oh, and yeah. the studio was like, no. Nah, that would have made sense. Yeah, it's not a nah, summer blockbuster. This is a giant blockbuster movie. Yeah, and then not. it failed. No, it's not. 
Could you imagine like watching this movie being like, this should clearly be released like Fourth of July weekend or whatever? That was like, yeah, that's, that's weird. Fucking insane. It doesn't um, have a good cult following now. It has it has a following following. Like oh, okay. this movie is beloved by a lot of people, including myself. This movie is so. You much say that about a lot fun. of movies that it's beloved by people, including yourself. I never met anybody other than you. Most of these movies. <laughs> Well, there's like the there's like the real culty movies like Bordello of Blood. No, Bordello of Blood's known. I'm talking like you get real into cult of like, um, the mm-hmm. hidden, okay, or something you know along that line. And then, and then you've got things that like were released and kind of had a cult, and then now they've just moved into like just common horror zeitgeist like critters. And okay, whatnot. yeah. Do you want to tell us what this movie's about? What the fuck happened in this? Um, a guy who can see can see spirits. Michael J. Fox helps to solve a string of murders in a small town, and falls in love with a pretty young doctor along the way. Whose whose husband who... dies like a week ago, and then they're like, <laughs> "We're going to be romantic." Like I get if it wasn't a good marriage, but she didn't mourn her husband at all. Okay, anyway. Sorry. I will I will give this movie credit on one account mm. in that regards. Because there is a lot of that in movies where it's like, you know, we've met and we instantly fell in love, which doesn't really happen in real life. In this movie, they do make it very apparent at every stage before and during and after right. the husband's death that they were not. <laughs> they were not together. They weren't really all. fans of one another. No. Yeah. That is, it's overly clear in that. I think that, I mean. Eh. So there is that. Okay. Uh, it, How did I do with with the summation? I think I did pretty good with that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hit the nail I, on the head. The IMDb has, after a tragic car accident that kills his wife, a man, Michael J. Fox, discovers he None can of communicate with the dead to con people. However, when no, a demonic spirit appears, he may be the only one who can stop it from killing the living and the dead. <laughs> so. It turns out that, uh. There was a serial murder situation that happened. And spoiler alert, it's the ghost of that killer and his still alive girlfriend, I guess, who are, you know, these people are dying. So the... The bad guy. Let's talk about the bad guy. The bad guy is Gary Busey's kid. Yeah, it's Jake Busey. And... Jake it's the, Busey, it's the old Busey boy. <laughs> Jake Busey essentially Busey works at a hospital in an the orderly. 50s. I think it's the 50s. I wanted or to kill that 60s. guy if he would call me stupid, too. Yeah. Hey, stupid. <laughs> You're number one. Um, so yeah. Jake Busey is an orderly at a hospital, and he's dating a rich girl. It's the who hospital manager. Because like they live yeah. all, They live in the house essentially, on the property. It's it's Starkweather and Fugit, right? The 50 serial thrill killers from, like, I think, Wisconsin or okay. North Dakota. Basically, it was a 20... I'm a basic bitch, but I really don't care about... 22-year-old guy and, and like, a like 14-year-old girl. And they were, like, one of America's first, like, serial killer troops that went through, like, the Badlands and murdered a bunch of people. And it became a movie called Badlands that James oh, Malick yeah. directed. It was a whole thing. So they're based on those characters, but they're also, they name check those characters because he kills 15 people specifically because that's one more than they killed. Right. They're so like it's an, like, they're oh, in a competition of yeah. their own mind. And like Jake Busey other... 
shoots people, and then she carves the wait, victim wait, number right. in their forehead. And nobody thinks to bring that up at any point until pretty late in the movie, into, pretty late into the second act. Suddenly it's like, oh, now there's numbers involved. Okay. And that's, yeah, that's a thing like you with... Um, the not Crispin Glover guy, the guy from Reanimator. No, 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 no. Go back. Oh. That's the thing with her husband is when he, at the very beginning of the movie, remember, when he yes. goes to, like, deal with a ghost that he sent over to their house to fuck with them because right. he wants to get out having to pay to fix their lawn. Right. Because <laughs> this movie's amazing. He sees a number in his forehead, and he's like, hey, what's with the number? Right, and the guy was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So the ghost of Jake But you Jake would think Pusey, if he saw that number, and he knew that his dead wife had a number carved in. Do you know what I mean? But he doesn't remember that. Remember? Like, he re- had oh, he no, no memory, memory for, like, the hours it. surrounding the car accident. Convenient amnesia. Like, they wrecked right. the car, and then he has the he finally has the memory of, like, seeing... Uh, D. Wallace in real life right. kill his wife. Right. So no, I remember that. Okay. I don't think. Um, do you think there's any like symbolism? And this was just a goofy movie, right? It was just a good old ghost story. It was like Scooby Doo mixed with Ash versus the Evil Dead. I think, Am I right? I think this movie does have the Born thing pirates, though. that most ghost movies are about, which is accepting the fact that someone's gone yeah okay. and moving on with your life because at the beginning of the movie he has no real life friends he his only his... companions are dead people right right they're you've got so the, sweet though you've got the judge who walks around and like shoots at people with his ghost bullets and may or may not have raped a egyptian mummy that was weird that was a weird thing but okay it's an odd little moment yeah sex with a mummy in a yeah sarcophagus and says out loud i like it when they don't when they just lay i like it when they just lay like that when they just lay still what 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 does that even mean anyway i don't want to think about it with dead people because he's all about it and then his other friends are the black guy from the 70s who's still wearing 70s clothing and then the guy from like the like a former fifties like student guy yeah with his Letterman jacket, Letterman and sweater. That's how they it was. all hang out with him, and they're his real the only like socialization that he has is right. dead people, and he pines for his dead wife, and he's basically living a dead life as a living okay. person. Yeah, he was an architect. Um, and like building a house, and there's a whole subplot with that as yeah, well. Yeah, his house that's. The shittiest house ever. Yeah. And then he basically has to learn, the, like, the subplot, like, the what Michael J. Fox's arc he in has this to movie is. He has to learn to, face like... Face the truth of what happened that night. And also reconnect and be around people again. Because mm-hmm. he, he's an asshole. And he's <laughs> intentionally built this armor of being an asshole so he won't let anyone else in. Yeah, he's... Because he doesn't want anyone else to get hurt or doesn't want to be hurt by anyone else. Correct. So... Correct. Which is a trope in these movies of like you know I'm a, I'm a dick because I don't I'm pushing people away. Constantly. He also drives through people's lawns, like doesn't he has I, like a Roger Rabbit esque car. I mean it it's Robert Zemeckis so whatever <laughs> the guy who made Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I mean that yes that's right. this movie is very cartoony and it's very fucking fun, but it also has I think it has to do that like with acceptance and it does something that horror movies with ghosts never do that i wish they would 
Like, if, what's that? There would be like cool ghosts. Okay. Right. Like, if everyone who died and became a ghost, not all of them would be terrifying, like poltergeisty ghosts. Like some yeah, of them, some you would like. Cool. Yeah, they'd be, be cool as shit to hang out with. Yeah, like these, like I don't remember their names, but like those guys from this movie. Yeah, just fun. Been dead for a while, yeah. and they all three, all three of his ghost friends die, mm-hmm. protecting him. And like they, yeah, they get their next yeah, chance to go back. The living, and then he sees at least the two, his two closest friends, when he goes to heaven for like a minute. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, they didn't bring back uh, Judge. Well, they they did. Uh-oh. In in a longer cut of the movie. Oh, I thought we watched the longer cut. Well, there's an even longer cut of the movie. Oh, okay. Well, I won't say there's a longer cut of the movie. You saw the extended like director's cut. There's scenes where they shot with the judge that they weren't like they didn't quite work, so they didn't finish them. Okay. And then when he wanted to put it back in the director's cut, they weren't finished, and they couldn't afford to like finish just them. do all these extra scenes just for a director's cut. Yeah. So they don't exist. Makes sense. Um, you can still see them as like deleted scenes okay but they're not part of like a cut of the film all right that makes all right i get you so there's actually scenes where he the ghost judge who gets cut in half is (laughs) like crawling halved on the floor shooting guns it would that still would have been very comical that still would have been too comic like that was hilarious and then what happened to the ghost dog he was only there for one scene we also have barely talked about the fbi agent that's but played by Dr. Christian Herbert Hilbert. West. Yeah. Who and brought him up? Who intentionally has an Adolf Hitler haircut. Yeah. Who has swastikas, who's like, I was the Manson he, family's sex slave. Yeah. His whole thing <laughs> is that he's the FBI's guy on the inside for cults. And he, so yeah. why he's a part of this investigation, I don't know. They're just like, let's um, put th- Let's put the weirdest guy in the FBI on this. Yeah, he was very weird. He seemed like something out of a David Lynch show. So, I it, mean, there's that. It almost feels like he would have been working in the X-Files up until, like, Fox Mulder came along. Yeah. And Fox Mulder would have been like, I don't approve of your method. <laughs> You're a Whoa. fucking crazy person. Even for me, that's too much. Yeah, this movie is, it is two things. What? This movie is fun as shit, and it's also fucking insane. Okay. Right. Like, it's got yeah, comic. It's, it's very got insane. comedy. It's got insane like ghost stuff. But it's again, got... that gives you like that's it's fun and everything. But how do you market that? How do you like even in a trailer without giving too much away? Because it, it there is this turn where it goes from just being like a movie to goofy, and then from goofy, you know, it turns again to be a little more serious and dark. It, it would be really hard to market. Well, I think I would not want to be hired as PR. I think they do the thing that they always do with horror comedies, which is they tend to not put any of the comedy, yeah, into the trailers or anything. So they trick you into thinking you're going to see like a scary fucking movie, but and then you get there and you're like, oh, this movie's funny as shit, dude. Yeah, because uh, okay. it's so hard. Even like the classics of the horror comedy thing. If you look at like. Their original trailers, they really leaned into, they like, took themselves very this is seriously. a scary movie. American Werewolf in London is a scary movie. And it's like, it is. There are scary moments. There are really violent moments. But there are also really fucking funny moments. Yeah. So they really okay. I see don't what you're saying. know how to walk that line. Yeah, because this one, I think, 
like in all those movies you're talking about, they were written as scary movies. They just kind of came across as, you know, having these funny kind of moments and the way that it kind of unfolded. I feel like this movie never took itself seriously. It was always supposed to be a silly comedy. Well, it's the same thing. Like, I think movies like American War of London and Evil Dead 2, the comedy's written into the screenplay. Right. The plan was, like, Evil Dead 2 is the perfect example of a horror comedy. Evil Dead 2 was written because <laughs> Sam Raimi was like, I will do a sequel to Evil Dead that's bigger and has scares, but I kind of want to do funny shit, so I'm just going to do funny shit. Like, all of the stuff with, like, Bruce and the 500 gallons of blood yeah. and all that, that shit was written into the screenplay. The word groovy <laughs> was written into the screenplay. So That's what I mean about this one. Like, it... it it had never took itself seriously. It was always supposed to be fun. What? And I think mm-hmm. it's interesting to watch this movie with you because you have the perspective that most people have, which is Peter Jackson is the Lord of the Rings guy. I mean, okay, not really, but yeah. Um, but I mean, that's like... That's what I know him That's from. the Exactly. That's the cultural reference most people have for Peter Jackson now. So, like, if I were to show the Frighteners to, like, your kids or someone else, they would be like, is that the guy who did Lord of the Rings? Oh. Right? Like, you know him as the serious Lord of the Rings guy. I know Peter Jackson as the fucking dead alive guy. Gotcha. Right? As the meet the feebles guy. As the guy who made these insane, like, horror comedy gross out movies. So you knew what you were getting into. So. The, you knew from the jump. Yeah. It's this weird thing where, like. <laughs> It would be like discovering Cronenberg before a history of violence and after a history of violence. We're like, oh, he makes like these mob type violent movies. And it's like, he also does these insane body horror movies. Yeah. And that's what he's really into. uh, I will say. We can't art. There's, there is no real archiving in this. There's, it's not really an original idea. There's no great orations. There's a lot of killing. I mean, as far as fornication, we've got some body pressing and, you know, teenage-esque makeout between Jake Busey and uh, the, his his girlfriend, whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I did want to talk about Dee Wallace for a second. Dee Wallace, thank you. So, Dee Wallace was specifically chosen because she's horror's mom, right? She was yeah, we talked about this during the Pet Cemetery yeah. episode, I believe, season um, two. So, Trying to find someone who could play that part for the turn of is she in on it? Is she not in on it? Because up until like the last part of the movie, you don't know whether she is part of it or not. She's in on it or not, or she was originally in on it or not with the whole kill spree. Spoiler alert, she was very much in on it. Yep. (laughs) Is very much a fan of killing all these people. So he wanted to cast someone who was instantly likable. And everyone would know, and they wouldn't be like, well, of course Dee Wallace killed all those people, right? Like, some actors she could, you... She could play both. Yeah, some actors you put into a movie, and you're like, oh, of course... That's definitely the bad guy. Of course they killed all those people. Yeah. Because they're them, right? It's like putting Gary Busey into a movie and, and being like, oh, his character's crazy. It's like, oh, yeah, no Yeah, of shit. course he is. <laughs> of course he's going to be the crazy guy. <laughs> no shit, he's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Dee Wallace doesn't play killers, she plays so this like is something new and off-brand for her. Like she plays the 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 mom, the heroine of um, the Howling. She doesn't play the person who kills everyone in the Howling. Like right. that's not her thing. This so, one she does. 
Yeah, and speaking of the howling, mm-hmm. we talked about her when we did the howling, and her husband, who was on that movie. Yes, he died when she was making this movie. Oh gosh, that's right. We talked about this in the opening. This movie saved her. I don't think we talked about the opening. I think I told you about it when we were laying in bed. Oh well, <laughs> spoiler alert. Oh uh, okay, we might have to fix um, this in editing if I'm wrong. Anyway. I was at a convention once and she was talking and she told us a story about this movie and I was going to relay it real fast. So she gets this part. She goes down because this movie was almost exclusively shot, except for a few exteriors in New Zealand. Obviously. Peter Um, Jackson. That's where he's from. That's what he likes to be. He loves New Zealand. Get those tax credits. (laughs) This movie was shot in Middle Earth. And so she was down there. Her husband died. She ended up telling him, hey, I have to leave. And Peter Jackson was like, please like go do like go take care of yourself do you want us to recast the movie or hold off until like you tell us what you want to do and she was like i said let me go home and do the funeral and everything and i i want to come back and do this movie because i want something to do i want to occupy my time. time so he and zemeckis shifted all of the scenes around so they could shoot everything without her while she was at home dealing with like massive tragedy yeah and then she came back and they she was like they were so nice and so like everyone they always made sure someone was around always made sure like i wasn't alone like tried to like keep me upbeat and then we got to do this wacky movie and she's like it really honestly like saved my life because coming out of the worst moment of my life I flew back to New Zealand and had one of the best experiences of my life with like some of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. It worked out. And she was like, it, it was kind of the perfect thing for what I needed in the moment. Yeah. So. I'm so glad. I'm glad that she had a pleasant experience. She didn't have like a Shelley Duvall, the shining situation after something like that happening. God, Jesus Christ. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine like losing your spouse of like 20 years? Mm-hmm. And, and then, then having being, to put up with Kubrick. Kubrick. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't give a fuck like use do it. it again do it again do it again do it again like stanley we've done it 742 times line it up <laughs> well god damn it shelly like ugh. yeah uh yeah so, so glad she didn't have that experience it's wonderful i love when you hear that people that you are fans of end up being good guys let me ask you your mom watched this what mm-hmm. did she think she liked it she it was she thought it was a good it was a kind of flick she likes she thought it was funny yep what about your kids I think this would be appropriate for my uh, 11, soon to be 12 year old. Um, there are some things that he wouldn't quite understand, but it, it's not scary at all. I don't think the teenager proper would enjoy it at all. But again, I think that's just pacing and you have to kind of pay attention to what's going on. I think it's just a little too goofy for him at this stage. There's so, no one getting like murdered with right. the mallet. You know, or it's not excessively gory, or yeah, yeah. So, there. That's those are my recommendations. It's good for over thirty and under fifteen. <laughs> that there you go. Can't it's get good. more. Can't get any more specific it's than good that. Good for uh, people who enjoy comedies. <laughs> yeah, actually, and children with uh, short attention spans who like goofy shit. Yep. So there you go. If that fits any of your categories or that scratches your itch, you're all set. Yeah. I'm just going to say, because this is a movie that I would venture a lot of people in the horror community haven't watched either in a long time or maybe at all. Mm -hmm. 
you should watch The Frighteners. It's a it's a really good. It holds time. up. It's fun. It's so much fun. Perfectly fun. There's like like we said, spree killers and ghosts and scary ghosts and funny ghosts and Michael J. Fox. It's wacky with a little bit of oh, spook thrown in. Yeah, in that order. I enjoy the shit out of this movie. I think it's one of my favorite horror comedies, and I could not recommend it more if you want something that's both funny and kind of off-the-wall crazy. Nice. All right. What are we doing next week? uh, We're ending the month with Mm? the original Japanese The Ring. Oh, Ringu? Uh, That's going to scare the fuck out of me, isn't it? Probably. (laughs) Yep. Okie doke. So the last couple of movies have been softballs because I'm gearing up for uh, a couple weeks of not softballs. <laughs> cool, cool. So Super go. excited for that, everybody. Stay so, tuned. I know when we get into a flow where we do a couple of like comedy horror movies and people are like, "We're still very scary." It's like, well, they're coming. Okay, <laughs> we got a couple scary ones coming. So, all right. Well, then, terrific. Join us next week where I almost die. Again, and always. Week, and the week after. And the week after that. And then and the week after that, probably. Nah, the week after that will be easier. And the, but the week after that, I'll fuck your shit up for sure. Great. Um, well, until yay. then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. <laughs> Have a good one, everyone. We love you.